0: well, good morning and welcome again to another podcast down to earth but heavenly minded. I'm your host Iish and today, as I said yesterday on my last podcast, we were going to be looking at something that I really thought was very important uh, and uh, the subject is once in Christ in Christ forever. Uh, this is really talking about the doctrine of eternal security. Now, I get an email from, uh, uh, David Dunlap and uh, David Dunlap writes articles and post them online, uh, Bible and life, or, uh, this is his ministry and, uh, uh, he has other ministries, too, but uh, I've always liked uh, uh, what he has to say and also uh, his uh, writings. Uh, there's some quotes in this, uh, sidebars in this article I'd like to kind of go over. Because this one was written by somebody that I know personally. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I met him at camp, and we'll talk a little bit about him here. But let's just look at the clo- uh, quote in this sidebar here There are those who believe they can save themselves, and there are those who believe they need a savior. Only Christianity offers a savior, and only the Christian gospel guarantees every believer a place. In the Father's house, because salvation is of the Lord, plus nothing. That's so important, that plus nothing. Nothing we do contributes to our salvation. It's all of the Lord. Uh, for we have been saved by grace, and then not of ourselves. Otherwise, we could boast, and that's what the Scripture tells us. Well, William McDonald, uh, he's the one who wrote the Believer's Bible Commentary, and, uh, great man, very humbled he was, uh, and he came to a storybook, uh, Lodge and Christian Camp up in Virginia, Minnesota, and, uh, I met, uh, met him. He was, uh, speaking at the, ca- at the camp that year and, uh, got to know him pretty well. Uh, we talked quite a bit and, uh, in fact, we played horseshoes together. We, <laughs> we actually played against a couple ladies and we got beat. <laughs> that was humbling. Well, I just wanted to share this, and then there's also another sidebar here. Let's take a look at it. We truly love him and live for him out of the gratitude uh, of the eternal life uh, he has given us as a free gift, a gift he will not take back, and which he makes certain can never be lost. David Hunt. Some of you out there know David Hunt. uh, Berean call. uh, And this was really a good quote. And there's one more quote I'd like to uh, share before we get into the article. The Holy Spirit is described as the earnest of our inheritance. The word earnest is uh, our born. uh, The bestowing of the Holy Spirit is God's part payment in salvation. He gives to the believers, a believing sinner, that part payment guaranteed the full deliverance of all, uh, part of salvation. So it's, it's just a partial payment. Uh, and it was by, uh, uh, Kenneth, uh, uh, Reese, uh, he's the former, uh, professor of Greek at Moody Bible Institute. Well, with all that said, I'd like to take a look at this article and, uh, I give all the credit to, uh, to, uh, David, uh, Dunlap for writing this article. And, uh, so I, I just want to say before we get going, I, uh, I get an email from and i'm just going to switch here this is the email i get from uh, uh bible and life and if you look you can see the website right on the page here it's www.bibleandlife.org and i would recommend that you uh subscribe to his email and his uh newsletter it's uh, a very good newsletter Okay. With that said, let's take a look at it. Now, this, like I say, this is eternal security, and it's uh, there's there's Christians out there that don't believe this. I really. Uh, Before I get going here, I just want to. I got I got an allergy in the morning. And let's have a drink of coffee. Poppy's good, even for my Mickey Mouse cup. Okay. For many years, since uh, Christians have quarreled over the subject of eternal security of the believer, heated debates between Christians on the subject uh, uh, have mostly resulted in rancor, uh, discords, and uh, controversies. Nevertheless, the doctrine, more than any other, highlights the unfading love of God for his own. During the, uh, a lively debate on, this, on the subject of eternal security between dispensationalist scholar J.N. Darby and a Methodist church leader, Dr. Daniel Steele, The love of God soon became the center issue. Dr. Steele was delighted with uh, Darby's spiritual insight, but he could not accept his view of the eternal security of the believer. I've had that problem too. At a certain point, Dr. Steele could contain himself no longer and interrupted darby with the question but suppose a real christian was to turn his back on the love of christ what would happen then well then replied john nelson darby after a moment a momentary pause the love of christ would shine on the back on his back as he turned away Oh, that was great! The God who uh, possesses this kind of love is not so small as to remove the gift of salvation because of the failings of his children. The eternal security of the believer is an important doctrine because it can it casts light on God's character, His attributes. And his love. Beautiful words. Once saved, always saved, is the phrase which many use when referring to God's work of salvation. Essentially, that is a good definition of what is known as the eternal security of the believer. However, a, f- a phrase which more accurately portrays this Truth is Once in Christ, in Christ Forever, the title of this article. When a man is uh, generally born again, and his life has been uh, truly transformed, his salvation is safe in Christ for eternity. Let us examine some of the many reasons to believe in this biblical doctrine and let's go through some of these together. Okay, the eternal purpose of God, for whom he did foreknow he did also predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestine, them he also called, and whom he called Them he also justified, in whom he justified, them he also glorified. Romans 8, verses 28 and 29. What does this have to do with eternal security? Everything. For God's eternal purpose anchors our salvation in the person and the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not in us, but in Christ. This passage teaches that all, not some, who are justified will eventually be glorified. They are the ones he predestines, and the ones he predestines are the ones he called. The the ones he called are those he justifies, and the ones he justifies are. Are the ones he glorifies. Well, continuing on, uh, com- commenting on this verse, a Bible scholar, Doctor Norm uh, Geisler, writes: To claim that God begins but does not complete our salvation is to say he doesn't finish what he starts, but this is contrary to his character and practice. We may say with certainty that these are the lost sheep in God's flock. They are no broken links in God's golden chain of salvation, no, The ones he justifies are the same people that he glorifies. Notice the word glorified. It is a past tense. It's got ED on the end of the word. It's the past tense. In the Bible, when the prophets spoke, they would often use the past tense to speak of something which was still future in order to show the certainty of the fulfillment. Greek authors call this tense usage, the uh, past tense uh, of uh, prophetic action. In this verse, Paul is looking uh, at Christians as being already glorified. So he writes the past tense and says, they are glorified. It could have been translated, he was glorified, or he will be glorified. He leaves it in the past tense because it shows that there is no doubt about the outcome. Great great way of looking at it here. Okay, now, the safekeeping uh, of the Father. In Peter, in 1 Peter 1, uh, verses 3 to 5, it says this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a living hope, to an inheritance uh, incorruptible and undefiled, And that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith. The word kept, verse 5, is a military word meaning garrison. A city could be garrisoned a couple of ways, it might be garrisoned by positioning the whole army around it so that nobody could go in or out. It could also be garrisoned from the inside so that if a command, uh, a commander wanted to uh, catch a prisoner, he would put a guard around the inner wall of the city and not let anybody go out until he caught the person. That is the same word that is used here. Believers are garrisoned like a city guarded by an army. The spiritual uh, garrison is by the power of God. Is there any power that is greater than God's garrison? No. The only thing that can break uh, a siege on a city is a stronger army. The only force that can break a garrison of God's salvation is a force that is stronger than God. Satan has all the forces of hell, including circumstances, trials, spiritual weaknesses, are no match for the power of God. So Peter, in this passage, says, there is an inheritance in heaven which is being preserved. And reserved for the believer who is also assured of being guarded until the day of Christ this is all done by the preserving work of the Father in heaven okay looking at the third thing the promise of the Son I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. John 10 28. This verse presents a threefold bond of confidence. First, I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Verse 28. A look at the Greek uh, construction of this verse sheds light on the promise of salvation greek scholars explain that this phrase shall never per- perish is a subjective and emphasizes uh, a negation meaning this is the strongest way of expressing this thought some have translated this statement with the words they shall by no means perish secondly the Lord said, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. The safekeeping is unbreakable. Uh, vice-tight security in the Lord Jesus Christ. He who said the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Matthew uh, sixteen eighteen, Will security of the children forever be? Thirdly, he says, My Father who gave them to me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. This indicates that there is a hand, the Father's, over the hand of the Lord Jesus, and nothing is able to take the believer out of the Father's hand. Powerful, powerful words. Okay, the fourth thing. I'm going to have another drink of coffee before we go on. Mmm. I do love my coffee in the morning. The prayer ministry of the Lord Jesus. This is the fourth thing. Hebrews 7, 24 and 25 states, But this man, Jesus because he continued ever has unchangeable priesthood, wherefore he is able also to save them to the othermost that come unto God by him, seeing he is ever living uh, to make intercession for them. And then Luke 22, where our Lord Jesus uh, or lo- the Lord's prayer for Peter, he said, "But I have prayed for you, that your faith should not fail, and when you have returned to me, strengthen your brothers." Luke twenty-two thirty-two. If the Lord Jesus is praying in this manner for every believer, we may then be assured that Satan will be restrained from ever robbing a believer of his salvation in Christ. The Lord is presently praying for his saints uh, concerning their salvation. And uh, will continue to pray today, tomorrow, and all the days to come. Furthermore, when the believer believer sins, Christ is still praying for them. 1 John two one says, If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Huh. These are great, great, great words. The empowering work of the Holy Spirit, number five. John fourteen sixteen reads, And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. The English word comforter today implies putting one's arm around someone who's weeping Uh, and the Latin word come means alongside plus fortis meaning strength or strong. So it is here it means a strong one at one side the Lord Jesus uh a, a comforter in this sense that he is the strong person alongside and with the uh, disciples the Holy Spirit simply uh, the Holy Spirit simply in the believer comfort alongside of uh, of or with him in the sense that he has been called alongside for the preserving help and strength. Does sin present in a believer's life sever this work of the Holy Spirit? No. Uh, However, that is where some Christians teach along that it is not uh, what we read in the Bible. For the Lord Jesus says, He shall give you another comforter and he may abide with you forever. And that is really the work of the Holy Spirit. Six, the sealing work of the Holy Spirit. Um, uh, Ephesians 4.30 states, Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. What does sealing mean? It means help to think uh, it helps to think of Pilate sealing the tomb of the Lord Jesus Christ, Matthew twenty-seven sixteen sixty-six. His sealing indicated that no one could break the door up open unless he possessed a greater force. The disciples could not break it. The soldiers could not break it. The Pharisees could not break it. No one could break it except God likewise satan cannot break god's seal angels cannot break it other christians cannot break it no human being can break it it's sealed some teach that sin can break the seal of god but look at the verse again grieve not the holy spirit of god when grieving the holy spirit the only thing that will grieve the holy spirit is sin in a believer's life, the same verse goes on to say that every believer is sealed forever by the Holy Spirit. If sin could break the seal of the Holy Spirit, this verse would contain a continuous statement such as sealed, uh, sealed of the believer doesn't sin. Thankfully, sin does not disturb the seal. Of salvation of the believer. Well, let's look at seven and then the conclusion. The pledge of the Holy Spirit. The Apostle Paul tells us the uh, tells us in Ephesians 1, 13 and 14, in whom ye also trusted after ye have heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed. Ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise that we read in verse 14, which is the earnest and the inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession uh, unto the praise of his glory. The word earnest here actually means a down payment. Now, would God ever make a first installment payment and default on the rest of his payment, of course not. God has guaranteed by the presence of the Holy Spirit, which, he, which a believer that believes is eternally safe. Plain and simple. All right, let's conclude. It is probably evident by now that the doctrine of eternal security is rooted in the work of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, the Holy Trinity. Moreover, it is through the immeasurable power of God that the Christian is kept secure, not even his own feeble efforts. Jude beautifully reminds us now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to uh, present you faultless before the presence of the holy of his Glory with exceeding joy, verse 24. That is the eternal security of God's presence in every believer's life. Then Jude adds in verse 25, uh, to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. The spiritual efforts, should the doctrine of eternal security, have in a Christian's life, it should cause one to fall down and worship God. This doctrine does not lead to a carelessness of a Christian's life. On the contrary, it leads to a believer to bow his knee in reverence to the risen and thankfulness of the glorious salvation he possesses in Jesus Christ. Amen. Great article. And I'm glad that, uh, we got a chance to go through it. And I would recommend again, uh, subscribing to, uh, the newsletter of, uh, of David uh, They're really good. They're really good. And with that, I'm going to end this podcast. It was quite long, but I think it was something well worth reading. We are eternally secured, And nobody can tell me that I can lose my salvation because it doesn't depend on me or anyone else. No one will snatch them out of God's hands. Well, let's end. Just remember, God is out here. And you can find out all about him in your Bible. Just pick it up and read it. God bless, and goodbye for now.